back to throw. Young almost falls down. Throws to the end zone. Throws to the end zone. What is up, Faithful? What's going on, everyone? Hey, I'm sure everyone enjoyed that game. Um, you know, first preseason game, we got a win over Green Bay. And the offseason's over. You know, now preseason's in. Uh, right, Alex? I know you're excited for this time of year as well. Oh, yeah, man, definitely. It's always good to beat the Green Bay Packers, even though, you know, it's a preseason game. We're seeing a lot of second, third stringers out there. Um, but it's just exciting to see football. We saw a lot of good things, a lot of things we want to go over. Uh, but like you said, Sean, preseason has started. I mean, we're less than a month away from week one against the uh, Chicago Bears. That's right. Yeah, actually, I was at the game. Uh, I went with a big group of friends. I'll tell you what, Green Bay uh, fans do not disappoint. Whether it's a regular season, uh, a postseason game, or even a preseason game, there are a lot of Packer fans there. <laughs> and, you know, with this being the only 49er home preseason game, because we're down to three, you know, traditionally... It used to be two home games, two road games. Yeah. And now that we have a 17th regular season game, they took one uh, one preseason game away, which is what players have wanted anyways. You know, but with that being the only home preseason game, uh, there was quite a few Niner fans as well. So the attendance was pretty pretty good com- compared to normal, right? Especially for a Friday night at 5 p.m. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, there's a lot to get into. You know, with, with Trey Lance, with some of the other rookies on defense and and, and whatnot, but um, you know, we're, like you said, Alex, happy with the win. Anytime you can beat the Cheeseheads, uh, <laughs> it's always fun. You know, rival, rivalry is a rivalry, right? Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned that there's a lot of Packer fans. Packer, Packers are one of those teams, like the Steelers and the 49ers and the Cowboys and the Raiders, where you, you'll see them everywhere. Which is a little shocking. Uh, back in yeah. high school, I think we had a couple of friends that were Packer fans. Um, yeah. But let's, they uh, and they were legit Packer fans. They weren't, uh, you know, they weren't bandwagon at all. Yeah, no, you can't bandwagon. Yeah. At that time, the Packers were about a decade away from their last Super Bowl, so you can't really bad. Right. <laughs> you can't bag with that. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's talk about uh, this game. Uh, I don't think that's that's before Favre was t- sending dick pics too. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, right. hey, he was throwing picks on and off the field. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Green Bay, if you're listening. I'm sorry. No, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's dive right in, man. Trey Lance, right? He had two series. Uh, the first one, I believe he got a first down, and then uh, and then I think we we uh, we got to a field goal position, so we kicked the field goal, and then the second that's possession, right. he gets that long touchdown to Danny Gray, and then after that, Kyle said, "That's it. We're gonna sit him down." That's it. Yeah. But. Um, he looked very, very good. Everyone was happy with that slide. Um, he did, yeah. The slide, you know, with that slide, like I, I think I mentioned this uh, well, off air before we were, we were talking. I said, if he can do that maybe two or three times in a game, right, like on a third and five where there's nothing there. You know? and, and to me, that's when you get into this conversation now about, you know, the mobile quarterback or the running quarterback. You know, there's been athletic quarterbacks for years. Steve Young was a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean Joe Montana in his in his prime for all the injuries kicked in, he he could he could run around a little bit, 
Stevia what was an awkwardly running quarterback. He wasn't like a Mike well, Vick. Correct. Yeah, he almost ran with power. It was it was it was insane. Yeah. He could have probably played running back at a different level, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think he. I want to say he did. They almost forced him to convert, and he denied it. And I know I've, I've read his book. It's been a number of years, but but and he's mentioned this over the years as well, right? With 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 the quarterback, if you can add maybe two or three first downs, or even one in a critical game, mm-hmm. you know, in a playoff game. And how many times do you see a team punt the ball late in the game and you go, God, if we could just got, could have just had a play to get that five yards. You know, or suppose it's second and 17 after you've had a uh, you know, broken play and there's nothing there. You're able to take off and get nine yards, right? All of a sudden, that, that that's, a, that's a easier. That's the, you, can, you can convert that first down, yeah. So I think you know, everyone's wondering, hey, how different is the offense going to look? I don't anticipate, you know, this being the 2012 Redskins with RG3 running everywhere. No. I, th- I think, you know, and the reason I bring that up for anyone that's not uh, aware or familiar, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Redskins in those years mm-hmm. uh, or the football team or the commanders or the G.I. Joes, <laughs> where the fuck they are this week. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, he, he's, he's handled offenses that kind of break well, were different from his preferred style before. I, I think what he's noticed is just, you know, I mean, look, Mahomes does this actually. That's, that's a perfect comparison. I think in my opinion, I'm not saying he's Mahomes. No, no one jump on me. <laughs> I'll say he's not a guy that's running the ball 12, 15 times a game. No. He's just able to get those couple key critical first downs. When you feel like you just have everything covered. Guess what? No one encountered for the quarterback. Yeah. And another benefit we don't think about, and you mentioned this, Sean, off air, is if he has about three slides a game, I mean, there's bound to be uh, a rough in the passer. Uh, what is it? Is it rough in the passer when they hit him as yeah. a slide? Uh, late. I, th- I, th- I think they call it a late, late hit. hit. Yeah. yeah, there's bound to be a late hit. There's always a player, you know, he can, um, you know, he, the, the momentum. I mean, right. sadly, it goes against the defensive players, but it, it happens. It, and, and it's bound to happen. We might get some some little easy 15-yard penalty, yeah. you know, put Let's us in field goal position. Call. And, yeah, so aside yeah. from him sliding and getting first downs, we're bound to get some penalties going our way. That's, that's, that's one of those calls where, you know, if you're ever watching at a bar or in a kind of crowded area, when it goes against your team, it's a bullshit call. Yeah. Uh, but when you get one to go your way, you go, yeah, that's, that's, that's an absolutely great call. <laughs> yeah. Or you admit that it's a bad call and just say, you know, shut, you know, shut yeah. down this move forward. Right. I, I've always said I, I try to be that type of fan. You can't be just a blind homer, right? But like you, have, you have these Patriot fans who will swear that the tuck rule was absolutely correct from every angle. So, yeah, the, the one thing I want to touch on right, with the long touchdown, which uh, this kind of takes me back, a little throwback. I remember, I feel like every preseason with Jeff Garcia and Terrell Owens, Owens would have one of those uh, big sort of a, you know, 15-yard catch and then a catch and run for a long touchdown. I think he did it like one or two years, two years in a row at one point. But, so that was a little bit of a throwback. Because no, Lance, I feel like he had that last year. Obviously, now he had that this year, but... Uh, I know the big takeaway from there, uh, Kyle mentioned this in post game. That's a player, a concept that we've run before. Uh, meaning Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo has had that play, you know, in, in, in front of him before. Yeah. And uh, I think you, you kind of felt the, uh, the difference with, you know, throwing outside the numbers, uh, you know, on that play. 
I don't, I don't, I mean, look, I, I love Jimmy. You know, we, we've, we've made our opinions clear. We're not here to debate that. Uh, the organization has moved on. So have we, but I just want to say we have to bring this up because it's a comparison, right? Yeah. What's going to change. I don't think Jimmy makes that throw. I don't think he even attempts it to be honest with you. And you know, with Trey, it's almost like he saw the matchup pre-snap and I know it's still preseason, but he saw the matchup, you know, that's Danny Gray, the speedster getting a free release from the slot and just, you know, it's a, essentially it's a, it's a deep fade. I Meaning you're just going to run to the side, run up the sideline. And, and it's a, it's a tough play for the cornerbacks to cover because he's lined up, you know, 15 to 17 yards away from the sideline. And he just gets that free release to run to the sideline and take off. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, the throw was, I think if you want a nitpick, I think it was just a tad, like a, a second behind him. But you know, he was wide open enough that it was there and he stayed in bounds and scored. Kudos to Danny Gray as well, you know, for the rookie to have the awareness to stay in bounds. Yep. You know, how many times do you see a big play where you know the receiver just doesn't have that awareness or yeah, he kept the legs moving. They can't control, he, uh, right? He the kept tackle. the legs moving and yeah, broke the tackle, kept the legs moving, and and you could see that he tiptoed, mm-hmm. right? Or that he, like he was trying to control that. Mm-hmm. You can't see it the floor at that point, but you know, you do your best to not even step slightly to your left. Right. Yeah. So I think all around that was, that was a big takeaway, right? That, you know, this, what I mean is the offense is not going to actually be maybe that different, right? Maybe Kyle's able to look at it and say, Hey, you know, these plays were there to be made in the years past. It's just that Garoppolo wasn't making that throw. Yeah. And, and there's games where we're one or two throw two you know, one or two Garoppolo throws from winning a game. I mean, we're four yards away on a throw to Emmanuel Sanders winning the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. now I wanted to add, so when you see him throw, you, you do see the ease, right? You, you know, he can launch it. Uh, there was a nice touch yeah. to it, but um, Trey Lance has, has a very long windup. And I think that's what you mean by it was, it was, it was, it was a little late. Um, yeah. I noticed, I noticed that yeah. when he's throwing his throwing motions, he, he has, he has, a, he has a longer wind, but he also taps the ball right before he's about to throw. So that's something he needs to work on. Cause that's also a, uh, you know, that, that's a give or a tell for a defensive player when they see the, the tap, you know, the left hand taps the ball and then you wind up with your right to throw it. I'm not sure if you, if you caught that. Uh, you know, who else does that is uh, Jimmy actually, ironically, yep, Jimmy was doing that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think Sherm was the one who pointed Sherm out because yeah. you can tell he's about to throw. Out. Yeah, I remember that when he taps the ball. Yeah. I remember that, but but um, the thing with Jimmy, he just had a quicker release. That that ball was out quickly. He did. He had a he had one of those uh, Tony Romo releases. Yeah, that's actually that's a good comparison. I think same school you know, first, right? Same yeah, school? yeah, right. yeah. Same school, yeah. Romo, Garoppolo, Sean Payton, you know, Mike Shanahan. No, that's a you know pretty. Kind of one of those odd little, uh, like an oddity almost, because, you know, they aren't really linked together other than the fact that they went there. But, you know, well, that's a pretty cool tidbit. Let's let's move forward. Let's talk about Sudfeld. He was there, I think, half uh, for the rest of the first quarter, and then he played the second quarter. And he played, or he looked like you would want your second-string quarterback to look. I think he has the position. Um, I think it's his already. He has that guaranteed money. And I like it, right? He's he looks like a like a if you're going to build a quarterback, he just looks like it. You know, six, I think he's six six. Yeah, and you know, so obviously the thing with backup quarterbacks, right? You, you hear a lot, and, and I almost cringe when I would see, oh, hey, Chad Henney has you know played uh, nine games or something, and he's made X amount of million dollars despite never starting and just being a backup, 
right? Or a guy like Josh Johnson, who just you know managed to stick around. People, people don't all they see is they watch the game, right? They don't they don't understand the backup quarterback has an important job, you know, when when you're scouting the opponent, the opposing team, you know, you need someone to run the quarterback uh position for the scout team, you know, for the defense to get their practice. Right. I think there was a, you know, a time where a quarter quarterbacks would be signed. Like Josh Johnson has been brought in uh, to help our defense. You remember we struggled against you know, the mobile quarterbacks, right? We were having a hard time. We we're getting a run on. Right. So I, you, you think in a situation like that, that's a valuable position. Or you, or you have these guys who are almost a secondary coach. Alex Smith was huge for the 49ers. People did not realize when, when he was still there in 2012, you know, he almost acted like a second coach for Kaepernick. He really helped him along the way. And and when he left in 2013, that was one of my concerns. I was like, hey, he's it's almost like a like training wheels for a young quarterback. Right. Here, here's this guy, he's not a coach, he's one of your own. He's gonna share things with you. It's almost like your coworker, you know, helps you out more than your boss. Yeah, right? it's kind of like uh, like shadowing in a way. Right, right. So yeah, I, I think yeah, with, with Sunfeld. Obviously, you know, I trust Shanahan and his staff. I think you know, they, they saw that, okay, here's a guy that can, you know, help us with numerous things, you know, installing the game plan, you know, r- running with the second team receivers and all that. Yeah, and, he, and he's a good mix. He's, he's a veteran. He's been, he's been in the league for a few years, and he's not in his, I think he's late 20s, so he's a good age. He can continue to develop as well. Um, last quarterback here that played was uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, I think it's Brock Purdy. And um, first thing that came to my mind was um, a more nimble and more pocket awareness. Um, Nick Mullins. I'm not sure if you you got that vibe. Yeah, like I said, so you know you do miss a little bit being live at the game. And uh, you know, I actually I sat closer than I normally do. I usually try to sit up in the 200 level. Or further back in the 100s, uh, I was like I think like five rows from the from the uh, row six actually. Uh, so you know you do miss a little bit in terms of when the game's on the other side, but you know, he made an impressive throw where he avoided the sack, yep. uh, you know, got around from a, a defender who was not looked like unblocked, you know, stepped up around that and then rifled in a throw uh, to the left. All right, so to I right. emphasize to the left. Uh, oh, was it to the, the right? Touchdown? Uh, no, 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 not the touchdown. Oh, okay. Uh, I, this was uh, right and around. It was, it was a left, yeah. Yeah. Reason being, it's like you have, I mean, you have to, you know, you, you're, you're resetting your, your entire body as a quarterback. Yeah. Right? That, that's one of the things when you hear people complain about a quarterback's mechanics, you know, how often do you see a guy where, you know, it's, you need to reset your feet, where, where are your feet pointing? You know, where are your shoulders squared up to where you're throwing? That's how you make an accurate throw. Right, all those things come into play. Yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. Um, he, he, yeah, he, he juked the defender pretty, pretty easily. It looked, it looked really good. He just moved his feet. I think he just stepped up, and he was able to yeah. evade it. Yeah, he looked really good. Uh, what do you think about the running backs? We saw Sermon. We saw Hasty. I think, I think we saw the rookie Price. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see more of Price. We're just to jump, jump right off the bat. Uh, Price breaks kind of breaks the mold from what the Shanahan's usually look for in a running back. Uh, it makes me almost wonder, hey, is this more of a power, not a power guy necessarily, but in that regard, but you know, some of these slimmer zone zone run guys, they they've gotten hurt. 
I mean, look at look at our running back core over the years. You know, Mostert missed all of last year. I think that really handicapped us. Uh, obviously, Elijah Mitchell broke out and had a, a great rookie season, but it's like we're building another juice in a way. We have a, a blocking running back that can catch. He's not a burner. Yeah, we'll see how we use him. I mean, we have a whole stable of running backs. I think. Personally, Hasty looked very, very good. But you mentioned Sean. I mean, this is a preseason game. He's playing with a bunch of right. second, third stringers. Probably not going to see the field. Right. But maybe even guys that are cut. He looked better yeah. than he looked better than Sermon. He looked. He still has that little twitchiness to him. Uh, he was ready. Uh, you can always feel that he's ready to pop one for twenty or thirty yards. Um, I mean, this this game wasn't too exciting with with rushing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then uh, Price, of course, comes from that. A uh, fabled LSU squad from a couple of years ago that has like 21 out of 22 starters are in the NFL right now. It's that's that's pretty insane. Oh yeah, that uh, 2019. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you, uh, Joe Burrow, Clyde edwards Hilaire, uh Justin Jefferson, uh, Jamar Chase. So yeah, I mean that's just to mention a few. Go Tigers. Uh, how about our receivers? Right, we saw we we spoke about Danny Gray, uh, McLeod. Got that? Yeah, Harry McLeod. He had that that wide open touchdown, yeah. and I, I was lucky enough to see that right in front of me. That was that play took place about forty yards from where I was sitting. Mm-hmm. So he had um he had a nice. I'm not sure if it was a third down conversion, but he had a first down thrown by Lance, I believe it. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, we don't see IU. We don't see Debo. I think Jawan Jennings was in the game, but I didn't really see him much. I don't. I don't know if he caught anything. Yeah. I'm curious, yeah, if they haven't released snap counts yet. But, you know, like you said, first preseason game, uh, obviously, you know, Danny Gray looked to be everything as, as advertised. We kind of talked about him a little bit oh, ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, if, if you can add that that missing element, you know, we had it uh, briefly with Goodwin. You know, he never, he wasn't a superstar necessarily, but, you know, he did have the ability to break, break open the top. You know, Richie James Jr. had the speed, but, you know, outside of that one game against Green Bay where you had like nine catches, he wasn't a consistent threat. So, you know, and I think we talked about this, you know, in the offseason too. But this, I think, is the best receiving core we've had. Oh, yeah. Since, uh, nine, since 98, 99, right? When you had Rice, Owens, Stokes, Diaz. And if you look at what happened when he took over, I remember Jeremy Curley was our number one receiver. Oh, goodness, yeah. All right. Torrey Smith was here and he got rid of both of them. And people were like, "Well, why not keep him until you find out?" No, he, no, Tory Smith knew, didn't he want to be he, here. He, oh, he, he didn't want to be here anyway. He ended yeah. up winning a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Yay! <laughs> he had two Super Bowls as just a whatever receiver. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he had that that uh, right. Oh, then you have guys like Lashawn McCoy who won the last. Uh, well, not well, not the last two, but. Uh, Super Bowl 54 and 55. He won one as a chief without playing a snap. <laughs> then he won the next year with the Bucks without playing a snap. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have to talk about Drake Jackson. Yeah, that's right. Our first pick. Right. Yeah. We didn't have a first round pick this year. Yeah, limited snaps. <laughs> but when he was out there, I want to say he had a couple yeah. of pressures. Um, he was close to a sack. He's smart. Uh, there was there was a, a a tackle. Well, not a tackle, but there was a pressure that he was uh, he was in that um, you know the quarterback throws the ball, but 
he has the awareness not to hit the quarterback. You know, just for him being young and being able to have that awareness is big. But he gave me uh, right. Alden Smith vibes because he had that white, the white long sleeve shirt <laughs> underneath. It just it, Alden Smith. That's right. all I was thinking. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if you can be half of Alden Smith, I, I will do backflips. Oh, dude. Or, or I'll get in shape just so I can do backflips because I, I would be thrilled beyond belief. I believe it was the game against Seattle. Or it was actually, I want to say against Minnesota, the, the playoff game, mm-hmm. where we got back D Ford on the D line, Quan Alexander at running back, at a linebacker, and Zakowski Tart, who had been out. So at all three levels, we had a starter come back. And man, if I didn't think that defense just, you know, they shut down Minnesota, shut down Green yeah. Bay. And for three and a half quarters, had Mahomes at ten points. You know that would that would have been a, a that would have been remembered as a as a god really dominant uh, defensive playoff yeah. run. And I and but, I think this will be even yeah. more dominant because I think now we Correct. have the DBs. Right. The reason I bring that up is because the last you know even last year we were missing that complimentary piece to Bosa. Yeah. yeah it's, this is no longer a league where. You have one. You have one premier rusher. You need to almost have two premier rushers, or at least a second guy that's almost there at that level. Yeah, every, I mean, you look at the Raiders. You look at the Chargers, right? The Raiders and Chargers. Yeah, they're loading they're up for that, right? Big time. Yeah, but there's a couple other right. teams. I mean, even the Rams. The Rams, Rams had Von yeah. Miller to go with Aaron Donald. You know, and I, I know he comes. He rushes from up the middle, but same concept, right? You need to have two guys that, that can get there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the whole thing with judging Drake Jackson. I actually think there's a few positions in football where even if it's preseason, you can you can judge uh, a, a little bit, right, in terms of what you see with the eyes. And, and from an edge rusher, you can see when a guy just has it or doesn't. You know, there's so many guys over the years that that were drafted and came and went. You know, the Eli Harolds, the Corey Lemonniers, you know, all those guys, the, the Tank Carradine, if you can. Anyone that watched the Niners over the last 10 years, you'll know what I'm talking yeah. about. You just see them, you know, and no knock on them. It's just, it's just a fact, you know, some guys just don't have it. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to absolute war on every snap with a 350 pound line. You know, and you got to just have the dog in you to get there. Yeah. The, no, he has it. Drake Jackson. <laughs> Again, it was preseason, yeah. but man, he's, right. he's, he's going to get his, he's going to get some sacks. Right. Can't wait. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, and then like you said, the secondary, man, looks oh, like, yeah. You know, we may have a couple of a good, uh, good young guys on our hands. Samuel Womack, the rookie, had two interceptions. Both impressive. Um, yeah. The first one was just a drag route, and he read it perfectly. He turned at the perfect moment. And I think the second one, he stole it. He yanked it off the uh, offensive player's hands. I, I think yeah, that he was did it. as he yeah. down. Yeah. Dude, that is such a – that is such a – like, this is my role. Like, I, I'm, I'm – I'm, yeah. this is – I'm in the field. I'm your. I'm in your top eleven. You know, right? That was that was impressive. Like I challenge you to get me off yeah, ex- the field. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, oh. And then I mentioned to you Hufanga with that big hit, big legal hit. We don't see legal hits anymore. Yeah, we haven't really had uh, highlight real hits. You know, going back, let's say what Deshaun Goldson, Willis, and Bowman. And I know that's not the strength of our defense anymore, but that that was uh, that was nice to see. Yeah, it was nice to see. But uh, I think. Uh, we've released Darquiz Denard. I think I think Sean, you you, you looked it up earlier today, and I, and I, I think correct, that yeah. solidifies Samuel Womack for that nickel role. 
And just watching Hufanga out there, I think Hufanga's our strong safety. I think he's, I think that's his role. I think so yeah. too. Uh, I think, I think that that definitely is. Uh, all right. So that pretty much wraps up uh, today's episode. You know, we talked about kind of what's going on recently with the Niners as well as the win over Green Bay and how everyone looked. Uh, I would definitely watch on Saturday if you get a chance because uh, this will be the quote-unquote dress rehearsal game. So I expect, I'd say Trey Lance probably to play, I, I'd say hopefully at least the first half. Uh, it used to be three quarters, right? Throughout the third game or the second to last preseason mm-hmm. game, you would play uh, the first three quarters, right? So I'd expect to see more from the starters. Hopefully guys like Kittle you know, get out there, Debo get a couple snaps. A couple of series, hopefully, but yeah, you um, won't. But we'll see. From you there. won't see Bosa. You won't see Trent Williams. Yeah, correct. <laughs> We're not, yeah. You won't see the, the 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 top our top two guys. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, you know, for any, all any of our listeners, we appreciate it. You know, we're coming up on season number two, uh, year number two. If anyone, if you guys like what you hear, if you don't, let, give us some feedback. Let us know what we can do better. Uh, but you know. Please share us with your friends. We're looking to grow. We're looking to grow and going into year two. And, um, you know, hopefully this season is, uh, you know, another good long one that goes into, into February. Oh, yeah, it will. Uh, any uh, final thoughts, Sean? That's it for me.